Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. talking about faith, faith, hope and love series, but uh, this message is called Growing in Faith, and welcome to my story, I'll try and get as much of this message out as I can, but um, I've actually personally uh, experienced this message, being called out of normal life, just being a family man, and uh, raising family, and then like Abraham, being called out of my household, being called out of my life that I have created, nice home, nice friends, and uh, nice, nice habits, nice life. Picket fence, till someone ran off the road and destroyed our picket fence, and uh, we're having dinner one afternoon, evening, and bang, and uh, went out the front, and guy's four-wheel vehicle actually careered off the front uh, footpath on the other side, he forgot to put the handbrake on, and it just gradually rolled off across the road, over my gutter, over my footpath, and praise God for the palm tree that Julie planted, it pulled up the car, and but destroyed the picket fence, and I don't know, there's something in that, there's something in that, I think the Lord was speaking to me, but he said, the picket fence has got to go too, so... The message uh, is about faith. Every believer is required to live by faith. We pray by faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. It's a, it's a done deal. We need to understand the subject of faith. It's one, personally one of my favorite subjects. And um, I like this quote. It provides us with the means of ra- rising beyond our own limitations and circumstances and then enables us to walk in spiritual dimensions that defy the rationale of the logical mind. Did you get that? Did you get that? It it really does when God asks you to do something radical. In particular, when you're standing with the builder that you've hired to do your house, and you know in that moment, just just stand stand here, you're the builder. Uh, I'm trying to... and, And you know you're sharing logistical matters to do with the building. I've hired this guy... He's doing a great job, but all of a sudden, some, th- th- this moment is contextualized by God's will for this person. And now you're trying to listen to the, you know, the measurements and what needs to be done and what has he done and how much is it going to cost. But pervading that and contextualizing this encounter I'm having with this man that I hard- hardly know is now God's will for his life. Faith is on the inside of me. The Holy Ghost is activating faith. I'm hearing God's love for him. I must now take the challenge and transcend all my sensibilities of being a little bit shy, a little bit, you know, conservative even, And now I must answer the call of God in that moment and try and work out what God is trying to say to him. And so begins my journey of opening up by some topical matter. It might be a bird, it might be the tree, but it may be this guy's first marriage and then his second marriage. He's not married to her, he's anguished, he, and then he starts to unpack this stuff. It takes about an hour, and it does take time. And it does frustrate Jesse when she's trying to work around you. And, uh, and then you've got this guy paused, paused in this moment. But faith for me is very much like 24-7. Um, oh, my God. You know, I, I, I've got to give you something. I've got to give you some meat, all right? So, and then... then then I think, I think it'll give you something to understand the dilemma that you're in when you answer the call of God, that you answer the call to live by faith, not to live religiously and, 
and just pay homage to God and have a philosophical view of Jesus and God. And you are now living the great adventure like Abraham Amen. began his great adventure when he left his household, when he left his father's household, left all the customs behind, the nice life. He left it all behind and he answered the call and he went, not knowing where he was going to go. Imagine that, not knowing, like me. I left my job not knowing where, where the money was going to come to put bread on the table and, and to you know, mortgage and, and stuff. But you've you, you got to do it because it's the fear of God. You've heard from God and no one can tell you any different. You've got to step out, you've got to launch out and you begin your great adventure in God, don't you, God? You sell everything, everything, and, and, and you launch out and you begin your journey by faith in God into reaching this person that's a little journey, reaching this person, but then there's a bigger journey in your workplace, then there's a bigger journey in your church, in your community, there's a bigger journey in the nation, Julie explained that, there's a bigger journey of faith and adventure, then there's a bigger journey, the nations, <laughs> you know, Mugabe and all the, you know, all the drama of the nations, and, and, and depending how much you want to go with this, it's a great adventure, but it's a faith adventure. Does people concur with me? Anyone listening? And, and Abraham is the greatest example in the Old Testament of showing us what it is to live by faith. He just humbly, obediently did what God had asked him to do, even to walk his only son up the mountain. Uh, he, he was as good as dead, they, they said, the Bible said. But at 100 years of age, God had, I mean, Abraham had faith in God that if he took his son, who God was asking him to walk him up the mountain and sacrifice him, you know the story, it's pretty gruesome, I don't want to go there, but, but he, he's going to sacrifice his only son, sounds a bit familiar, doesn't it? God sacrificing Jesus, his one and only son. And, and he's walking him up, and he just knows that if he does it, he doesn't want to do it, but if he does it, that God will raise him up. Abraham b believes in the resurrection power of God, of course. Well, of course he does, because he believes, well, obviously he must believe, because at 100 years of age, God resurrected Abraham's body to have a child. And, and, and they did. Isaac. And Abraham's walking his life out, and God knew if he could learn this lesson, that Abraham, if he could learn this lesson, if he could be faithful, that he would be a prime example. In fact, Abraham was. Abraham was obedient, radically obedient. In fact, God said, if I could get this man to take his family, and then I could create from him from his loins, from his heart, from his obedience, from, from his victories, from his testimony, I could, I could birth the miracle baby, Isaac, and from Isaac, Israel, from Israel, David, from David, Jesus, and from Jesus, the church, and then you and I. Thank you, Abraham. Father Abraham has many sons, including Jeff McManus and Garth Paul. Father Abraham. <laughs> and you know what? We get all the benefits of Abraham. Grandfather Abraham. Do you know you've got a great, 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 great... I stood in Wales, and, and there was my great, great grandfather's grave. He died in... 1860, I think. I'm going, whoa, I got a great, great grandfather. And there's, and there's his father. No, there's my great grandfather, and there's, there's his father, great, great grandfather. I'm not talking about my grandfather. I'm talking about my great grandfather and great, great grandfather. That's a lot of grandfathers, isn't it? So let's try to do this way back to Abraham. Great, great, no. But Abraham is our great patriarch, patriarch of the of the faith and of our great great family of God. Love him. 
2 Corinthians 5, 6, uh, grab your Bibles, you can open it if you want, you might want to highlight, underline this, there's some little goodies here. So we are always confident, knowing that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. The kingdom of God and Christians, we walk, we walk by faith, not by sight. We, we believe what we don't see. The world only believes what it sees. You, you, you got me? We, we actually walk this invisible stuff. We, we see invisible stuff and we believe that more than visible stuff. It's crazy stuff. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 8 says, we are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. 5.9 says, therefore, we make it our aim, our goal in this lifetime, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him, to be well-pleasing to him. So there's a few words there being emphasized, and, and, and that is the word confidence. We have confidence. Uh, the next word is faith, and, and, then, and then the next word is please God. And then how can you please God? Then it says in Hebrews 11:6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. When I was standing with this guy and I, and I actually tried to witness to him and I did witness to, to him, I actually please God. Who believes that? Yeah. I actually please God. If I said, I haven't got time for this. Look, all I care about those windows. Those windows have got to go in. And look, I'm querying this bill that you gave me. And uh, look, I don't care about your personal life. Uh, you look banged up and look, you need Jesus. But look, you'll get there one day, I'm sure. But something of an internal activity of the Holy Spirit is causing my faith to arise and to transcend all these discomforts and all these... ah peculiarities that we have as personalities and people. How could I even mention such a thing? But you can. You've got God in you. The Bible says, open your mouth and I will fill it. Just take a chance with your girlfriend. It's easy. Just start on your, your girlfriends, you know. Don't try the boys yet. You might freak them out. But, but, but just, just with your girlfriend, say, you know what? I had a word for you. I think it goes like this heard that you got, and we'll get there, I've got something good to say about that, Hebrews eleven six. but without faith it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to him must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, confidence, confidence comes from trusting and acknowledging God, confidence comes from trusting God and acknowledging God in your daily life. It's so simple. So we know that, that, that faith is foundational to our Christian life. It's mentioned, faith and belief are mentioned 500 times alone in the Bible. Woo! Furthermore, it's not accidental when faith, hope, and love are combined as criteria for measuring maturity in the church that faith is the first one. Faith is the first cab off the rank. Faith is the first virtue mentioned in the Bible. Faith, hope, and love. Faith is what we need. The, uh, there's commentators say that we have um, three types of faith. First one is justifying faith. The faith that brings us into a, a living relationship with God through Jesus Christ and that faith justifies us. It makes us right with God. We know we're right with God. And, and, and just so simply, we know that he loves us. He's for us. And, and you don't even know any scriptures, but you've been born again. And you know that you've been set right with God. You have peace with God. You've been justified by the good work of the cross. Amen? That's, that's the first type of faith that you can have. The second one is doctrinal faith. This is what you believe about God. This is, Ollie, what you believe about God. Is he a healer? Do you, do you really believe that he can heal people? Do you really believe he can deliver people? Do you really believe that he's a loving, kind, good, merciful, holy God? Do you really believe he's all loving, all powerful, 
What do you doctrinally believe about God, Jeff? That determines your convictions to live out your life in a particular church, in a particular tribe, with a particular people. You are now in a group of people that believe, I hope, believe in the Spirit-filled life. Amen? We don't just believe in the Word, but we believe in the Holy Spirit. You loving this? So doctrinal faith, some people make up their own God, by the way. They say, oh, no, like Oprah, they make up their own God, and they say, no, God's like this. No, you've got to take your version of God to the Bible, to the revelation of the Word, and you've got to get an absolute revelation of who God really is. And that's the God that you relate to. That's the God you present to the world, isn't it? So you, you can't say, oh, God's a bit angry with you. Well, hang on, whoa, hang on. Now, God's loving, he's kind. He does get angry, but more on international scale. You know, he gets angry with nations, maybe. I don't know. But he's not, you gotta, you got to have this understanding of the doctrinal understanding of who God is. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the good shepherd. Three, dynamic faith. Now, this is the one that I'm trying to get to. The third type of faith you can have, okay, so you've got justifying faith. I'm saved. I know it. He loves me. This I know. The Bible tells me so. No, no, no. Second, no, God's a loving God. Look, Lord keeps telling us that. He's loving. Oh, no, he, he loves it. Even though I blew it, even though I slipped up, he loves me. He's kind, he's good, he's my shepherd, absolutely. Three is a little bit more in the moment, now faith. It's now faith is the substance, it's so real to you that you gotta talk to that person, that you gotta do that thing because now faith, right now, is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of it's invisible, what God is saying to you, who God is, and you know, the Bible and, and the promises is invisible, but you know that God is speaking to you and you got to act. So dynamic faith is living by dynamic faith, a faith that we live by day by day because we believe God as who he is, the kind of God he is. We therefore expect him to do things. So simple. That means honoring the promises of God. God gave promises to Abraham. Abraham believed that he would fulfill the promises. What was one of the key uh, promises to Abraham? Bible college students, what was one of the key things? The first one, straight up in Genesis chapter 12, he said, you will be blessed to be a blessing. You will be blessed, Bill, to be a blessing. And you have, look, your whole family's getting saved. Now it's your street. Now it's, it's Berkeley Vale. It's under the sway of an almighty God because Bill and Lily got saved. Mother's there, and the, 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 the sister, Lily's brother got saved three weeks ago, I think it was. So dynamic faith, faith in who God is and his supernatural ability to intervene in life. Who's, who's into that sort of stuff? That he's able to intervene upon your friend that you're speaking to, your neighbor that you live by, and your family certainly your church, I hope, and your nation even. Thank you, Jesus, that the testimony Pastor Julie gave. Do you honestly believe that God can intervene on the planet? Well, I've got to tell you guys, there's a grassroots movement of radical people that are believing Australia is ripe for an awakening, and they're scary people. I went to the first meeting, Evan, and to be honest, I'm a radical guy. I love to worship, but these guys were freaking me out. <laughs> it took me a while to get into it. You lose... You know, I'm not match fit for pressing in. I was dipping my toe in and backing out, you know, dip my toe, I'll, you know, work out if this is a river of God or not, you know, gee whiz, I'm not. But I knew it was, but it just took me a while to get my sails up and, and go sailing with them. I was standing on the shoreline. I was standing, I was just, you know, I had my towel, you know, I had my gear, but I was, I was just, just, you know, just... Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, suppose it is a nice day. Suppose it is a, suppose the wind is blowing. Yeah, all right. Let's go. And I stepped off after about, probably about half, to, half an hour. I stepped off and I went to glory in worship 
and I experienced something phenomenal in God. Thank you, Father. God is able to intervene. The dynamic faith that I'm talking about is that when you're living your daily life, you are under the sway of God's will and you're reappropriating it. There's a counseling term called reframing. Reframing is that when you give me stuff, you know this, Beck, <laughs> when you give me a bunch of stuff, I reframe it with good stuff. I reframe it to give some hope. I reframe it to give some you know, better perspective. You go, oh, my life's a drag, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but hang on, you know, God, you know, and you reframe it. Seemingly, when you're living by faith, 24-7, Andrew, you are believing that God turns all things around for good to those that love him according to his good purpose. You know what I mean? That, that, that somehow you're standing in a moment where you believe that God's gonna turn that business around. God's gonna turn that thing around. You know, you're like, it's like Paul, man. He gets shipwrecked. No, that's great. We're going to witness there. You know, he gets bitten by a snake. No, give glory to God. Now he's hanging up in a jail cell, a cold, damp cell with so Yeah, no, this is a great opportunity to sing some, you know, uh, Jeremy Riddle songs, some praise songs. Oh, you know, Paul just had this amazing ability to turn things around, Jeff. He, he, oh, bummer, man. I was really wanting to get my tape series out. I was really wanting to get a, that book series out. And uh, Paul, just amazing. He just... He was able to turn things around. He said, oh, now I'm being taken to Rome and going to be, you know, chained up. Oh, I'll get to speak to the, I'll get to speak to the emperor. That's awesome. I'll get to speak to all those guys out there. Yeah. So faith, it's a fight of faith, Paul said. It's a fight of faith. I don't want to talk to this guy. I don't want to talk to the checkout lady. I'm, man, I'm just not in the mood. I'm thinking about us. Okay, so, hi, how are you? Yes, oh, hi, how are you? Huh, um, uh, what's your favorite band? Uh, or I might use, have you seen any live bands there? Oh, yes, I went last week, went to the Capitol Theater and so, yeah, oh man, what was that like? From, is this, is this an impromptu moment that I'm supposed to let you do? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> there's ways, like Jesus did to the woman at the well, there's ways to turn around. Yeah, that's not your husband. You've actually had five before, and the one you got now is not, you know. <laughs> so you, 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 you turn it around. It's a, see, it's an adventure. It, it, who likes this sort of adventure? Or who likes to live incognito? Don't bother me, God. Don't bother me, people. Don't bother me, self, me, myself, I. We're just gonna live incognito. But when you got God, the Holy Spirit in you, you've received power to be a witness. And you receive power to be a witness. It's, 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 a, it's a problematic thing when you're not wired for this, Ollie. Like, Ollie, he's witnessing to everyone, I'm sure. Yeah, everyone needs phones, but people need Jesus more so, don't they? <laughs> For Ollie, he's, he'll say, yeah, we got that done. Yeah, but you know what? You really need Jesus. So biblical faith is about a personal relationship with the Lord. Okay. Someone spoke too much this morning. Haven't given me enough time. Another 10? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll just get one point across. Biblical faith comes out of a personal relationship with God. Abraham teaches that. that. Moses, all the Bible characters, Jesus especially, Jesus especially. Uh, Acts 4.13, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the men who had been healed standing with them, this is the Pharisees bailing up the, the disciples, say, who do you guys think you are? And, and, and then it says, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men, they marveled. And they realized that they had been, ah, but they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, <laughs> seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against him. Whoa. Whoa. 
So let me tease out a little bit of a story here, and uh, it's about Jesus, praise God, and we're going to use Lazarus, amen? So Jesus himself lived by faith. Does, does, Does anyone struggle with that? Does anyone struggle with the fact that Jesus lived by faith? He was a man, he was God, but he was man. He he did have to live by faith. He just wasn't arrived and he just was living in some sort of zone where he was, you know, stuck on. And and he was, but he had to exercise faith. Faith is a spirit. It's an attitude. So Jesus finds out Lazarus is, is dying and, and he, let's, let's go to the Bible, John 11, 4, we see this example in this story, how dependent Jesus was on the Father, so I'm talking about relationship, faith comes by a personal relationship with God, I know for a fact, the, 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 the exploits I've personally been involved with came from a personal relationship with God, praying a lot, consecrated to God, no TV watching, didn't watch TV in the 90s because there was a move of God, didn't know what Seinfeld was to 2001. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's the best way I can explain it. Sorry, Evan, I know how much you love Seinfeld, but I, I saw one series and I went to church at the high school and I said to Robert Pierce, have you seen this show called Seinfeld? <laughs> and, and he's looking around, he doesn't want to embarrass me, of course, he says, you're kidding? He said, that's been on since 96, I think it was, 95. He said, it's fantastic. I, I watched it. It's awesome. I think it'll go places. I think, I think it'll, I really think it'll do well. And he said, shh, shh, it's been on for five years. But that's how I, I was in the glory. I was living in dynamic faith. I was wired for God. Is it Cliff Richard? He was wired for sound, but... I was, I, was, I was wired for God. God rewired me. I hear you, God. I will obey, but not like a robot, sorry. <laughs> but that's the best. I will obey. I am wired. I'm wired for every response and reaction. I'm wired for everything that, everything I'm given now, I must reappropriate it. I must... Um, I must reframe it. I, I, I must reinterpret what is happening to me 24-7. So what does this person mean to me? Why, why have I met this person right now? Why, why am I here? Why am I in this meeting? Why am I reading this Bible verse? Why, why am I giving to this offering? Why am I worshiping now? And, and why am I feeling God now? Everything's by faith. Why am I... We walk by faith, we live by faith, not by sight. I'm every step, every breath I make, every breath I take, sorry, I just get, just sparks off songs. (laughs) Every step I make, I know it's Jesus. (laughs) I, I, I know I'm wired now to interpret, not just for myself, but for a whole community, a city, a whole town even, a whole region, that now I am responding because of this dynamic faith. Jesus is wired, he is hardwired to the Father, amen. Jesus is personally in touch with the Father. He is hearing the Father. This is sonship at its best. He is hearing the Father, he knows, he doesn't even say anything unless the Father spoke it first. Every word becomes circumspect when you're wired for God. Even every, I go to say frivolous things and people go, did he mean that? I, I just say something like deadpan humor or tongue in cheek. But it's Pastor Phil. Did he really mean that? Did he really mean that my haircut is not looking great? You know, I'm a, I'm a, you, you know what I mean? It, it's, 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 a, it's an odd thing, but they're so used to me being so so. So faith-filled, every, everything's a faith-filled statement almost from me. And then years later, I learned to lighten up. 
Uh, you know, then I, then I learned to, you know, lighten up. You can't live like that. You've you got to enjoy yourself. You've got to run the gauntlet of offending people. And, uh, and <laughs> you've you, you got to. It's <laughs> you just got to. Bit of dry humor goes a long way, doesn't it, Darcy? Jesus hears about the imminent death of um, Lazarus. And he makes this significant faith statement. And this is what I mean by almost like prophesying, but it's a faith statement. He hears that he's been going to Bethany, and in Bethany there's Mary and Martha, that's their house. And, and this is Lazarus, the brother of, of Mary, Martha. And, and, he's, and, and Jesus goes to Bethany, and, and it's where his needs are met. His hospitality, cheese and crackers, uh, food, uh, drink. And, and this is where his natural needs, uh, needs are met. And he's, he's absolutely horrified. He's, he's really saddened to hear that, that Lazarus is dying. And in fact, um, he says, and in fact dead. And he says in John eleven four, he says, This sickness will not end in death. Prophetic statement. It's not going to end in death, guys. Imagine someone coming back at you when you say, man, I just got diagnosed. They said, you know what? It's going to be good. It's going to be all right. You know what? The Lord just spoke to me because I'm living in dynamic faith, Frank. Yes, I'm justified by faith. I'm saved. Yes, I've got doctrinal faith. I believe God's a good God. He's a healing God. Now, now the, up, the, up, the upscale, the, the upshot is the dynamic faith. Now, the dynamic faith is speaking to me right now and saying, you know what, friend? God's going to turn that around for good. You're going to be healed. God is a healer. Did you know that? That we're healed by his stripes? In fact, I've just got a word right now that God, that we should pray for you and that this is going to bring your family together and God's going to get all the glory. Amen? That God's going to get all the glory. Imagine if you could function like that in a moment, in a nanosecond. You're able to not go, oh, hang on, stop there, get my violin out. Tell me more about that. What's the detail? Oh, God. No, you, you interpret it with a countenance of sympathy, compassion, of course. Not smugness like you of little faith. If only you knew. Our God, who is supreme of all matters in the universe. You wouldn't be so worried, my friend. In fact, I'm one of his superheroes. Be healed. <laughs> we had some hyper faith going around, didn't we, Darcy, for a while there? It, it sort of overshot the runway a lot and hurt a lot of people, especially people languishing in hospitals who were dying serious matter. In fact, we were praying for an 18-year-old boy that died under our hand. That's probably why people are not coming to the altar anymore. <laughs> See, I wouldn't have said that joke in revival. Because <laughs> Garth was preaching on holiness. He was always preaching on holy. Holy, holy, holy. God's a holy God and he's asking us to be holy. But, you know, I've got to get some action out of the people. I've got to realize you've got to make them laugh. You've got to stir things up a little bit. Otherwise, they look at you deadpan and, you know, laughing does something, doesn't it? Now, now I'll drop the, the uppercut now in now. So <laughs> get them laughing. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, I was just laughing. That's all I was doing. Did you see that? That was a cheap shot. <laughs> Where was I going, Luke? Huh? Lazarus. Lazarus. Okay. John 11, 11. Another faith statement. Sorry, guys, but Jesus is full of faith. <laughs> He's got faith. He's hearing the Father. I'm going there to wake him up. Imagine saying that, going to the hospital, going to your loved one's house. I'm going to go there and lay hands on them. They're being depressed. My uh, father's mother, her husband, my grandfather, 
who I visited the grave of for the first time last year, uh, was knocked off um, a wall on a dock, Newport Docks in Wales. Uh, a load came through, no whistle blown, knocked him off, and he was a piano player, he was a boxer, he, he was the, the, the town life of the party. Just cut down in his prime, he fell, crashed to the bottom on a granite uh, rock floor, cracked his skull open, and um, the, my dad's mother w was grieved, of course, two years, two years in bed, couldn't get it through depression. Man, if someone had only gone to her and was able to pray for her and console her and bless her, Jesus says, I'm going there to wake him up. Jesus is actually dependent on the supernatural power being revealed through him. Who depends on the supernatural power of God to be revealed through them? Can I just get a show of hands? Or just no, I got no super. <laughs> um, who believes, daring, daring question, but who believes in the supernatural power of God to be revealed through them? Through prayer, laying of hands, just praise God. We've got a mighty army here. Boy, let's get out there. Come on, let's go. Whoa. Because when you can believe that you've got the supernatural power of God that can flow through you, now you're on a mission like Abraham. Abraham's mission was about redemption. Abraham's mission was about, what, what is faith? Faith is about redemption. You know what faith is? It's about redemption, Frank. Everything we do is about redeeming the builder, redeeming the sick one, redeeming that marriage, redeeming your workmate, redeeming people that you come into contact with, redeeming the situation. Oh, this party stinks. Well, let's dance, man. Let's, let's redeem this party. You ever been to a party where everyone's sitting around? And, yeah, come on, guys. Man, Julie and I, we know how to party. We marry people, then we party hard. And we're dancing on the floor. Whoa. And, and then, then the unsaved people go, isn't that the pastors that are dancing? Yeah, they, they like to dance. Redeeming the city, because we want to add the joy. We want to add the celebration. What's the matter, Jed? Oh, okay, so that, oh, party is drinking. No, no, we don't drink, we don't party, we, we dance, we dance. We dance the night away. Nearly finished the story. So he does not look at the situation from a purely natural viewpoint. Garth and Jamie don't look at Nairobi in a purely natural viewpoint. Phil and Julie Oldfield don't look at Wyong and its surrounding areas and the region and the state and the nation. We don't look at it in a natural viewpoint. Dynamic faith allows us to rise beyond our own limitations and circumstances and then enables us to walk in spiritual dimensions that defy the puny rationale of the logical mind. Reason is like treason. Reasoning is like treason against God's word and against God's will. Reason is like treason. I like that. I heard that down there. Thank you, guys. Biblical faith comes out of a personal relationship with the Lord and is increased through an ever-deepening relationship with Him. Okay, John eleven forty one, nearly done. No, eleven twenty three. Jesus made another faith statement. He's just full of faith statements. Jesus. When Martha met him, he says this in John eleven twenty three: Your brother will rise again. Your brother will rise again. Your friend will rise again. Your your friend's marriage will rise again. Abraham believed in the resurrection power of God. He believed his son, Isaac, would be raised up. We are believers in the cross. We believe Jesus was raised from the dead. Do I get an amen? Do, I, do, do you believe Jesus was raised from the dead? Do you believe that you will be raised from the dead to live in heaven? That's our ba basic premise of faith right there. That's our, pre that's our basic premise of resurrection faith. Your brother will rise again. 
He's teaching them that their prayers can be answered. Being confident of this. Being confident, there's that word, being confident of this. That if we approach God and ask according to His will, He will hear us. And that if we approach God and ask according to His will, He will give us that which we ask of Him. What an incredible... Another faith statement coming up. Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I know that you always hear me. Each of these faith statements finally were answered. And the Father, of course, answered his prayer and he was healed. He came out of the tomb. Resurrection power came on Lazarus and he was healed. Supernatural power overcame every natural limitation. Supernatural power is what we live by. Supernatural power is what Jesus did when 5,000 people were fed five loaves and two small fishes. Supernatural power is what was released when Peter, you can stand up, God bless you, when Peter walked on water and, and, and he found a coin in a fish's mouth. Supernatural power is what was released when he commanded the wind and the waves to obey him. Supernatural power is what Jesus wants us to flow by. On many occasions, Jesus... He told them that they receive their healing in response to faith. Matthew 9, 2 says, They behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, they said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Matthew 9, 22 but Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well for that hour. Matthew 9, 29, then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Matthew 15, 28, then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be unto you as you desire. Luke 7, 50, then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Luke 17, 19, and he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Jesus was upset with the disciples through their lack of faith. He went to Nazareth, couldn't perform any miracles. He went to Nazareth, his hometown. Familiarity breeds contempt. Familiar, uh, a prophet will not be recognized in his hometown. Jesus went to his hometown, Lazarus. They nearly threw him off the cliff. Guys, be careful of familiarity. Oh, it's just Pastor Julie. Oh, it's just my friend. It's just Ollie. Ollie's my mate. Ollie. Whoa, Ollie. Yeah. But Ollie is anointed. He got saved and received the Holy Spirit. He has the anointing in him. And the anointing can flow from him by words, expressions, hands laid on people. Don't underestimate the anointing on Ollie. Despite that he sells phones, despite that he's living an awesome life, enjoying life. Faith produces results. Unbelief restricts God's activity. Only you limit him by your unbelief. The Lord never wants to limit himself in your experience. All right, I'm going to go straight to the end and this is going to bless you let's go to praise God praise God Psalm 27 verse 13 now let's go to Psalm 37 verse 3 thank you Ellie give Ellie a hand everyone keeping up with me I've been darting around this message Psalm 27 verse 13 I would have lost heart. Now, 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 now understand this, guys. Understand this is this is my this is this is a per, very personal to me. It should be personal to you. I would have lost heart, Julie. I would have lost heart, Luke, Garth. I would have lost heart, Jesse, Evan. I would have lost heart. I know I would. I know how and why.
Man, I was devastated when I was about nine. I came off the football field and I scored two goals, amazing goals. I still remember them, Dave Hall. They're trophies on my mantelpiece of my mind, of my ego, maybe. Jagged another one. Brilliant game. The good thing about this game is that my father was watching. My father helped bring Eddie Charlton out. He's a just a fanatic on soccer. He refereed all his days until he was 65. And I was so chuffed that my father, who didn't come to many of my games, had seen these two goals and in fact seen this match, what I thought was brilliant. And I got off the field and I went, said something like, and forgive my dad, he said something like, yeah, but you could have got three. You should have passed it to that. Wow. That's, that's, that's something like when you get disheartened, disappointed, you back out, and you actually pray your dad doesn't come anymore to any soccer games then you find yourself again. But you're always supposed to have your father there. You're always supposed to have your father in heaven alongside you. You're always supposed to have Jesus alongside you. This is not a solo act. This is about the Holy Spirit communicating with the Father about all things. This is about the Father who greatly loves you. This is about Jesus who enables you, empowers you about a relationship with God and no matter what you think happens with God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit you've got to represent yourself and you've got to get your best game on I would have lost heart Psalm 27 verse 13 unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and so from a young age I believed, I don't know how, but I believed in the countenance of God's love over my life. Although my family didn't go to church, my mother instilled enough of the God factor in me that I believed in the providence of God, that God was smiling on me. Despite what your mum and dad did, despite what anyone does, the countenance of God's love is towards you. Come on, come on. You liking this? You liking this? I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm nearly there. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to the past. So PowerPoint, what's the first one? Trust. Trust is the first one. Two, dwell, Evan, Garth, Luke, Candace, dwell in your calling and live the great adventure like Abraham did. Learning to obey God, learning to teach the Word of God, and learning to live out the blessing of God Almighty unto others. Third, three, 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 come on, come on, come on. Jesus, delight yourself in Him. Delight yourself in Him. Four, thank you, Ellie. Commit your way to Him and He will direct your steps. Rest in His ability in your life remember what I said about his faithfulness? Feed on his faithfulness. He is faithful to you. Feed on that grace. Receive his grace right now. Lift up your hands. Father in heaven, you are faithful to me. Lord, Lord even though I scored two goals and should have scored three, 
You, you love me completely, absolutely. You are gracious. You are long-suffering. You are kind and good. You are a holy good. You are righteous. You are right. You are right in everything that you do. Lord, I receive your faithfulness unto me now. With the music bubbling up right now, we receive all the promises of God, just like Abraham received the promises of God. I receive the promises of God for me and my family. For me and my family, we will love God, serve God, honor God, and we will receive His faithfulness unto our lives. I stand here, Lord God, in the company of the saints. I stand here alongside my brothers and sisters, and I egg them on. I encourage them on. I bless them and anoint them to run the good race, to live the great adventure like Abraham did, despite what sacrifice, even if you ask me, even if you ask me to do something that is way beyond I'm able to do, I know that the resurrection power of God will raise up that sacrifice and you will bless me, you will bless me and my family, you will bless me and my family and even unto this community and beyond. Lord, I thank you for this. Lord, I honor my grandfather, Abraham, my great, 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 Thank you, Abraham, that I'm an heir of all the promises, a joint heir, and all the inheritance that has been won for me through the Father, through Jesus. I receive it because of the life lived by Abraham, Jesus. Jesus, I receive my inheritance as a son. I receive my inheritance as a son. I receive it now. The healing, the blessings, the prosperity. And you shall be blessed to be a blessing. And I will bless the nations through you, church. And you will be a blessing. You will be a blessing to Nairobi. You will be a blessing to to Asia. You will be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. I, re- I feed off your faithfulness. Just Let's just do that right now. As the music lifts, just for one last time. I feed off your faithfulness towards me, towards me. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.